test it this time and see this is this yeah and welcome to the yeah, venue this, podcast whoa this man. sounds much better. okay <laughs> yeah um, we're good great i like it do we, do we, we want to record <laughs> Yeah, we no. should we should record. Okay, all right. Just do that. And welcome to another venue podcast with the crew from Venue. I'm Josh. I'm Brian. And I'm Philip. And today we are off the cuff. We're crazy because William Sullers is not here today. And Josh is in the captain's chair. Um, I am in the captain's chair. So you get some <laughs> weird cuts from me. Um, we're gonna say just whatever's on our mind. We're free thinking today, and I will edit like crazy maybe a little bit less apple 11 than normal yeah That's true. We'll, we'll try to keep it up there probably in the spirit of will probably i'd also like to, some bashing oh Ooh. yeah um i like to add some musical interludes and random sound effects as well so <laughs> if you hear anything don't worry completely random but it's fine um so we're gonna jump right into the news uh we got some great news topics um yep leap into the news <laughs> dive into the news uh, however you want to say it um, we got great topics today uh, for news. We also have an, an awesome topic about communication uh, in the digital age. Uh, Phil and Brian is, are going to um, teach everybody about how awesome communication is now. And uh, what? <laughs> what, guys? You, We're communicating right head? now. Yeah. You have your teacher hat on? I do. Yeah. All right, good. It looks kind of like a pair of uh, earf- earphones. Though, so just... Mm. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So speaking of earphones, um, the makers of Roomba... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just got government <laughs> approval for their lawnmower, uh, and they're gonna have a. This is gonna be an actual like like Roomba lawnmower that'll cut your grass, and you don't even need to worry about it. Yeah, so it, it's basically a lawnmower that's gonna work like a Roomba. And if you're if you're thinking, hey, I, I've heard of something like that before, you might have heard about it on the Venue podcast because Will used to talk about getting a Robo mow. And I think one of the reasons he was turned off for that is because he didn't realize that you you have to lay this perimeter wire around the edge of your yard, and that's what keeps it from going out of your yard, right? right? Which is kind of kind of lame, I guess. I mean, that's not nearly as cool as just setting something down and letting it go. Yeah. So the difference here is that the Roomba robot lawnmower seems like it's going to use some, like some some wireless stations, I guess, to like keep it in the yard. So like, I guess you'd put one in the corner of your yard. And it would know based on the the position of those stations where it can go. And um, I guess I guess that's pretty cool because I hate cutting the grass, right? I mean, who likes cutting the grass? I but, hate cutting the grass. Do you have to yeah. place the uh, sensors every time? Uh, I guess you could probably leave them out. I mean, that would make sense. It depends on how weird your neighbors think you are. Operate through stakes in the ground <laughs> that wirelessly connect to a mower and map out where it should cut. So, I mean, I don't think it's it's too far out of the league of possibility for them to be weatherproof and you could just leave them out in the, in the yard. I mean, that would make a lot of sense. Solar powered. What's well, interesting, yeah, that'd be cool. I wonder how they do uh, like uh, circular yards. You think you could you could bend the the invisible line to... Yeah, so no nobody's yard is an exact square unless you live in a neighborhood, right? So it would be kind of interesting with all these weird angles on, on the edges of people's yards, how it would know to... Yeah. Well, yeah. as long as your yard doesn't like, as long as it's like a some kind of a, a square form, like it could be any kind of like a, at any kind of angle. Yeah, yeah as yeah. long as it's something like that, it would work, right? If you're if you have like a circular yard, you probably could not use this. Well, you could. You just but, have to cut somebody else's yard, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. 
But um, you don't care because you're not the you're one not doing, doing the work. It. So. What does it matter? They'll probably they'll probably very, be very happy with that. <laughs> I wonder what it's going to do to lawn services. Having a robot that will cut the grass for you? you I mean, you let's just, let's think... wait and see how good oh, it actually okay. does. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. okay. there's a big difference between even getting a, a push mower versus having your your la- uh, lawn cut by someone else. I mean, the, the quality of, you know, the how even it is across the board. Yeah. I mean, if it works anything like a Roomba, wouldn't this, like, kind of, like, go in all sorts of different directions? Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, and then you have to think about what if you have animals, and I, I mean, what, what, what I guess I, if it's on like a timer or something, it's just like, like hey, vacuums. cut cut the grass at three p.m. on Friday, and your animals in the back, and like you just didn't think about it that day, and then the dog's like, oh, I'm gonna go bark at that thing because it sounds like a vacuum cleaner, and then you have a dog without a foot. <laughs> Man, yeah, or what that got dark fast. I, <laughs> I mean, Jeez. just what about, you know, regular animals outside? Birds, oh, yeah. raccoons, mice. I mean, I, I can't I cannot imagine that this thing is gonna be um field mice. Super fast. I'm gonna say it's probably right. just gonna kinda trug along. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if you've got a sloth in your backyard? You know, if it just can't run away. Yeah, snails or turtles mm, need to beware. Yeah. But everybody else should be fine, <laughs> I'd yeah. imagine. Yeah, I assume it's probably also not out of the realm of possibility that this thing will have some sort of collision detection, right? Because yeah. I mean what that, happens that when it runs into your house, yeah. Yeah. You don't wanna yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of um turtles and snails and things getting slow. Um, our next news topic is, is that Lenovo um, is cramming unremovable um, crapware onto Windows laptops by hiding it in the BIOS. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's those dirty jerks? It's terrible. It is that is that's scary. Whose topic was this? I put it in there. Yeah, but I mean, you want to talk about it? Yeah. So, if you remember a while back, Lenovo was caught doing the. Um, that whole thing where they were installing the Superfish yes. uh, crapware. We talked computers. about it yeah. right here on the Venue podcast. We did. We talk about all the relevant things. Very relevant <laughs> things on the podcast. Yeah. So anyway, you know, you think after that they would have learned their lesson and been like, okay, guys, we're going to be straight with you. This is what we've got on our computers now. And that's what they said they were going to do. They said they would have a, a list of all the things they were putting in their computers. But now they're hiding this, this um, Lenovo bundled software i guess in the bios that it takes over a windows file and like automatically installs itself yeah so even if you like try to reinstall windows it'll it'll put itself back on there yeah and and think about it from a security standpoint what you know any repercussions repercussions i can't say this word right now (laughs) uh you know what would happen yeah you you know right yeah um if someone else was able to hijack that you know then they have access into your system they can do whatever they want so how would people go uh, about getting rid of this stuff? Can you? Nope. Didn't they? I think they released an update to this. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like once this came out and people realized it was there, that they, they probably came out and said, "Well, guys, sorry, we'll make this right." Because, I mean, they have to. I think at this point, or it'd be very bad for their business. Yeah, but, totally. I don't know why they would keep doing it. It just seems weird. Yeah. Right. I mean, what? What kind of software is it? I would imagine they're doing it as a safety precaution, um, but it's having the opposite effect. Huh. Yeah. I think it's some kind of Lenovo um, software updating 
it's like for their their proprietary Lenovo software. quote unquote yeah. software. I don't I don't know what their software does. It probably handles the drivers of the hardware. It might. It could be just like some but. random apps like that they like maybe like Lenovo Write for example. I'm sure that doesn't exist, but like or, here, yeah. here's some <laughs> here's some word processing. Lenovo Movie Viewer. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because I mean, who wants any of that? That's just all crapware, and they just they just want to make you use it. That's so weird. Wow. Yeah. And kind of terrible. So, don't buy Lenovo's. Is that what we're saying? Don't. I, mean, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if I want to go that far. That's yeah. up to that's up to you. But that's that might be a stretch. I really like I really like the idea of of buying a signature edition Windows computer whenever you buy one. That means there's no crapware on it. Signature edition. Yeah, I think only the Microsoft Store sell those. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. So that's a great tip. Yeah, signature great. edition, mm-hmm. no crapware from the Microsoft Store. There you go. Um, so speaking of no crapware, Project Sunroof, Google's doing it. There's no crapware on this, correct? <laughs> Josh, no. can, can you elevate your <laughs> <Yeah>. segue game, please? <laughs> that was that was probably one of the weakest segues uh, I think. Yeah, I've yeah. Uh, so, well, so this is solar power for the for the home, right? Right. Uh, it looks like they're trying to kind of. Go head to head with Solar City, oh, man, and which is also is trying to do the same thing. Just a great website, man. I mean, just go to google.com/get/sunroof, and you'll see it. It's again Google just being simple and awesome. Sorry, Brian. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just saying it's you know it's it's Google trying to go head to head with uh, with Solar City, which is actually a company that was created by Elon Musk, the creator of Tesla. Um, and SpaceX and, and all that other jazz. Basically, they're going for putting solar panels on people's houses, but I believe it's only in two places, maybe three. Three. Yeah. Uh, Fresno, the Bay Area, and... Somewhere in New York, I think. Yeah. Or Boston. Oh, it's Boston. Because that's where yeah. they actually are from, yeah. right? So, so is this... Are, are they actually, like, selling you... A so, sunroof? I mean, not sunroof, sorry. Are they actually selling you solar panels, or or is it just, like... Hey, here's the best way to get solar panels, and here's how much it cost you, and that, that's what it kind of looked like to me. But I wasn't 100 percent sure. I think that they actually go through, and you know, you use them as a service, and they go through and find the best way for you to do the installation, the the cheapest way for you to do it. Um, I I don't know that they actually do the selling and the install okay, yeah. as much as they do a facilitation of it. Right. It seems like they're doing some really cool stuff with like using the the data from Google, I guess it's Google uh, Earth or Google Maps, where they take the satellite view of people's roofs and they kind of like run some calculations to see like uh, how much of a shadow you'd have. I guess they can do this based on interesting like where the sun is in the sky where they took their pictures yeah, and like yeah. where where it can like see shadows that's kind of crazy i'm not sure but, why i guess my only thing is why would i want google coming to do solar panels for my roof as opposed to well company. i think i think they want to make it easy for you to find a company right uh, i'm not the, sure that they're actually doing the installs yeah. now that i'm reading more about it it looks like they're they may not be actually competing with Solar City. Solar City is actually doing installs, yeah. and you know. So maybe Google Google Sunroof would be like, "Hey, you should go to Solar City." Right. I mean, maybe they they tie it all together. Hmm. It's very interesting. Um, and, and it looks like it's all completely like open and free from Google. There's no. It doesn't look like there's any catch to this yet. Right. It's just you you figure out where you are and get information. They'll be putting ads on your roof. 
Yeah. Pay to no? click. Okay, I'm going to be quiet now. Yeah. You could well. see, them, see them from flight. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, solar, I mean, solar panels in the, in the <laughs> shape of an yeah. ad. I guess this is, this is Google's way to try to push the, the technology forward because, I mean, a lot of people don't don't even like look into this because they just say, oh, this is expensive or this is mm-hmm. going to take a lot yeah. of, this is going to be a pain to implement. But there's got to be, there's got to be some kind of benefit yeah. that they're getting from this. There's, I mean, companies don't they just, may, well, they could be getting a kickback right. from the companies oh, that they sell through. Right. right. They are an so, advertising company. So yeah. I'm sure you can get on their list true. as a featured installer or whatever. But I and mean, yeah, this is, this is the way that, that Google can promote something that's, I guess, good for the environment or whatever. And, make that easy to where you can just go to a website and be like, here's my address. How much does it cost for me to have solar panels and how useful would it be for me? And there's no right. like further intense research involved. Yeah. Whereas I think right now, like researching solar panels is like a, that's like a, a whole ordeal upon itself. Like, and, like doing weeks and weeks. Yeah. of And yeah. God forbid you try to do it somewhere outside of New York, San Francisco, LA, you mm-hmm. know, cause I mean, it just doesn't really exist. Jeez, wow. Well, uh, it looks like Google's making a lot of people's lives easier, and they're they're also going to try to make them easier in terms of Wi-Fi, you know, trying to fix complicated Wi-Fi with Google's on-hub router. It's definitely in a different class than the uh, solar panels. But a good transition. Not not bad this time. Yes, yes. So so (laughs) Google's getting into the the wireless routing game. Yeah. I'm not really sure what I think about it. It's very, very uh, slimmed down. It, it it's very bare bones. It's I think it's going to be good for a lot of people. Um, for power users, not so much. I don't think. Yeah, it uh, seems it seems kind of like the airport. It's similar to the airport, but it, it's kind of even slimmed down from that. You know, you only have one land port on this, as opposed to on the airport, you have I think really? three or four. Um, How many people actually, besides, okay, I guess, okay, geeks, actually okay. use wired internet in their house these days? Right, and I, and I agree with that. That's why I was saying I think it's probably yeah. good for most consumers, mm-hmm. uh, but for power users, you know, you're going to see yeah. mm-hmm. some issues. It is a little pricey um, for what it is, but what's the? But yeah, like, what is it? Just a? It's a wireless router. Just a router. Just There's a router. nothing special about it. Uh, so it has seven antennas. I mean, uh, thirteen antennas. Thirteen, yeah, thirteen, 13 antennas. Yeah, yeah. So you have six, two point four, six, five gigahertz, and they have one that does uh, congestion monitoring. And what that one will do is it'll check. You know, I don't know if it's every five minutes, something like that. It'll check all the channels, and then pick which one has the least congestion and change the router to that channel if it oh, okay. if it detects hmm. that there's no congestion. Wow. All right. Cool. That's so that's cool. the one thing that I've seen on it that is a lot different than than other ones on the market is none of the mm-hmm. other ones are able to do that. So hmm. this thing kind of looks like a a it looks trash like can it looks slash like the Amazon Echo. Echo. It looks yeah. Like Echo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. It even has it kind of it kind of tapers tapers down, and it has like a little. Is it a green light on the top? So it, it looks a, it looks very cool. It's like a cool modern looking mm-hmm. tech device. So they they wanted it to be something that you could have visible. Uh, they wanted it to be something that you didn't want to hide away because yep. it was ugly. That's exactly what I do with my router. Yeah. Right. So well, the thing is, is that ruins your signal. Yeah, it does. So putting it high and visible, you know, that's how you're going to get the best signal. So they wanted mm-hmm. to make sure it was something that you could put on a shelf, not worry about 
you know, it looked pretty. Nobody would really ask questions. Can my wife put flowers in this? It looks like a uh, vase. So no. if she could put just just put there's, flowers in this, that would be there's great. There's actually a speaker on the Potpourri, top. Potpourri, actually. Um, and that's how it actually does the pairing to your phone on the app. Is it sends an audio code? Oh, like the um the dash button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Mm-hmm. How about it? Huh? Interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. So so it doesn't have any way to do like a, a wireless. Uh, like a WPA2 code or anything? Sure. No, it does? no, no. Okay. I'm talking about right. initial setup. That's what, that's the that's only use I've read that the speaker actually serves is for initial setup. It's kind of weird. Uh, um, but, yeah, so huh. you, you set a password, and then actually from within the app, if someone comes over, you can just click a button and share that uh, password with them. Oh, yeah, that's that's so good. I love so. I love how easy this stuff is getting, even if sometimes it's a little bit... A little bit crazy or weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this reminds but me. There was another company that promised something similar to this. They had the, they had like a central device, and then there were a bunch of smaller devices that you could put around your home to create a, a network. I, I I'm losing the, the actual name of it, but it was a lot like this, but it wasn't Google. Are you talking about the one we talked about on the on the podcast a while back? Yeah. It was like it started with an E. I don't remember the name of it. Yeah. Our our coworker Dustin talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's some kind of mesh networking for the home. Me- exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mesh networking. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so moving right along from uh, from Google, um, we're going to jump into another awesomely cool gadget from Razer. Um, so Razer announced their 3D sensing camera. And do they have a cool name for it yet? Um, not that I have seen. They, uh, they did it today at uh, yeah. the Intel... So breaking news. Yes. Yes. Yeah, like, right. like an hour ago. I should have made this the a on, much bigger announcement. Breaking news. <laughs> the, on, the on hub was also breaking news. That oh, was like an oh, hour. Breaking hour. news, yeah. folks. They're your yeah. latest and greatest right here from the venue podcast. <laughs> uh, with with the razor camera, it's it's going to be. I would assume, and this is all assumption. There's not a whole lot of information about this, but uh, whether you're sitting at a desktop or you know using VR. It'll track your movements, I guess, kind of like a connect. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, Josh is having bad. Uh, so if bad you're sitting back to the connect, yeah, man. Yeah, so if you're sitting in a car, you know, a cockpit of a car, turning your head right, it will actually look right out of the window, etc. Yeah. In, a, yeah. in like a car racing game. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I think I've expressed my frustrations with the Connect before and how much I wanted it to work and how much it didn't yep. work. Yeah. Um, this just gives me terrible flashbacks to that. I mean, I know I, I know there's a new Connect and I've heard it's gotten a lot better on the Xbox One. Um, and I'm sure that this piece of technology is going to be far beyond the original Connect. I just don't see a real purpose aside from like dance games. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't see Get a real DDR yeah. going. Yeah, I don't see a huge purpose for. I mean, a lot of a lot of people game to relax and to chill and to sit on the sofa with a controller and experience something interactive. You know, um, I could see this being something for fitness games or for dancing games or you know for party type type stuff, but. That use is kind of limited. I, f- I feel like this goes against, you know, your whole VR love, though. It does, yeah. It's, it's it very dis- contradictory. Yeah. yeah, I feel like this doesn't really work with VR at all. 
I mean, th- there's well, not a whole lot of information about it, but yeah. I mean, why would you need something to tell which way your head is turning if you're wearing so, a VR helmet with so, an accelerometer in it? Well, so Oculus had um, Oculus had two controllers at E3 this year that were mm-hmm. motion sensing controllers that allowed people to like pick up virtual stuff and move mm-hmm. it around and stuff. So that's what this could be. I mean, the head tracking could be there from the actual device, and this could be for the rest of the body. So it could be really cool. I just, man, I don't, I think they need to take baby steps and not try to just do something. Because, Brian, you know, you mentioned VR kind of being something that's a flash in the pan. If they do stuff like this and try to reach too far too fast, I can totally see it dying. I mean, I already see it dying as it is. Yeah. <laughs> but we've already, <laughs> we've we've already had, had that this. discussion. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, that's VR, everybody. Speaking of things dying. Speaking of things dying. <laughs> oh, Apple. Oh, we're gonna, wow. oh, if Will was here, he'd have a heart attack. <laughs> Apple Music. Wow. Is Apple Music dying? <laughs> that was that is such probably a so. clickbaity headline. Dead. Probably so. <laughs> yeah. I've never used it. Still, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> well, because you guys jumped on it so fast and. Um, said how kind of cool it was mm-hmm. and well let's put it this way will was the only one that really really liked it yep um, so i don't trust his opinion on apple <laughs> but <laughs> i, I think that's a, that's a fair but that's a fair thing to say you guys both jumped on it and i thought about jumping on it too but you guys both kind of seemed like man eh, i mean it's okay but so it's not i really like beats one radio yep. yeah so the actual radio station i i like it a lot i think it has a lot going for it and them making it free um might actually hurt them in the long run. It takes away oh, the incentive well. to uh, pay for Apple Music. Yeah, it does because mm-hmm. that was that would have been the only reason I would have paid for Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't see a reason to stick with it over Google Play Music and or this Spotify is, yeah, or okay. Audio. Well, um, you know, even you know, I have friends that are very into the Apple ecosystem who are now saying, you know, two months in, I guess it's been, are now saying, hey going back to spotify or hey i'm going back to audio or i'm going back to you know yeah. whatever yeah yep. um the the app is t- terrible for lack of a better word it's super kludgy there's too much going um, on yeah there's mm. stuff everywhere you don't really yeah. know where to click to do what yeah um and let's not even talk about on you know os 10 or uh windows i mean oh, those God. those are even yeah. worse you know they they're unusable almost. so if will were here he'd say but isn't that isn't that the experience that you want from apple no, I, and <laughs> I think it's the opposite, right? So it's supposed uh, to just work. Yes. My my yes. original opinion of Apple Music was it's great. the The app is great, mm-hmm. and Beats One is great. And so far, it's kind of like it's just like the more that I use it, the more that I find these things that I don't like about it. For example, I agree with Brian. There's too much going on in the app. It's very hard for me to find the music that I already have on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know like some people will only stream music, and if, if you do that, maybe it'd be a better experience. But whenever I'm like trying to find a playlist, I, I can't find it anymore, and yeah. it drives me crazy. You know, surprisingly, I still get U2 randomly starting in my car. <laughs> I just, yeah. it's so weird. Yeah. I can't find any of my other music, but U2 always pops up. They yeah. know it's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. And like like Brian said, I also like Beats 1, but it's free. I, yeah. do, I do have one negative thing to say about Beats 1 is that the freaking DJs always interrupt the music. There's this one DJ that always interrupts the music, actually. I think it's the same one every time. Like, she'll be playing the song, and then she'll just stop the music and say, I love this part. And then she'll resume the song. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay, 
that's super cool. But I'm I'm, I'm trying to listen to the music. Yeah. I don't really care about yeah. you saying you love this part. And Jeez. she does that a lot. Like that's not just a random one off thing that I heard. Like yeah. I, I listen to her show a lot, and yeah. she always does. Imagine that. if you were trying to make a mixtape. I mean, that would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, are you pushing record? Yeah, I and am. play at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> recording, and then she comes on. I'm like, no, I was gonna stop it. And, yeah. and you gotta like time and wait yeah. for. Yeah. What Terrible. is what is a mixtape? Terrible. Oh, you've never uh, you never did that. I'm oh, come on. Yes, I used to record things on the just, radio. But look, our younger our younger listeners may not understand. Guys, I'm trying. I'm just trying to bring Will's perspective. You mm. know. The old person perspective. Okay. Yeah, exactly. okay. So, so in the spirit of Will, what do we like about Apple Music? Okay. Good. This is a good discussion. Yeah. What do we like about Apple Music? I've not. This used is it. this is about two months so, in, right? About mm-hmm. two months in. So, what I like about Apple Music, I've already said Beats One. Yes. Um, yeah. you know, never mind. I was gonna say something, but then it actually now is kind of turning into a negative. So I did really like the curate. <laughs> you know, I hate to do this, right? But that's fine. Go for uh, it. Initially, I really loved the curated playlists because mm-hmm. they did these curated playlists, and I was like, oh man, and, you know, I'm getting all these artists I've never heard before, uh, all this music I've never heard that kind of fits with what I listen to. This is great. Well, now I'm getting the same playlist that I got a month ago, oh. over and over and over, and I'm just yeah. like, oh well, I already favorited this playlist, you know, two weeks ago. I don't so, need to see it again. Just a lack of content. It's not a lack of content. It's a lack of curation. Oh. Hmm. Which was a huge, you know, selling point for them initially, in my yeah. opinion. You know, they talked about how much they were able to curate all this stuff personally by hand. Is it better in the Apple ecosystem, the the app? Well, what I don't understand what you mean. I mean, so you can only get it on iOS right now, and right. in iTunes on Windows and OS X. Right. And iTunes for Windows has always been kind of like a "Oh God, what is this? Get it away from me" type mm. oh, application. Okay. Well, then just, great. Just the update, right? Just the what? Just the just the iTunes updater though. Everything about iTunes. <laughs> okay, there was a point in I forgot what year it was, but it was whenever I first got a Mac and I started like paying attention to like how well um, software works and like how smooth it is and stuff. And I at that point in time, iTunes for Windows would take five seconds to start playing a song after you press the play button and it would take five seconds to pause. And that was on a good computer. Okay, well, yeah. so that bring- was a long time ago, but that, that's a. It was so bad. To bring Will's perspective back into this, <laughs> you shouldn't be using a Windows computer anyway. <laughs> right. We all know Macs are far superior mm. and Apple think, products. Okay, You're it, filling in, that seat pretty well right now. In yeah. fairness, in, fair- <laughs> in fairness, Apple does kind of sabotage iTunes for Windows because they want you to use a Mac. I mean, they, they don't have, like, scaling or anything. So um, if you have, like, a high-resolution display, iTunes looks like crap. Mm-hmm. And that's not Microsoft's fault. That's Apple's fault for not enabling that. But, no, it's but anyway. really Microsoft's fault. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Thanks, Will. Um, yeah. So, so one thing that you know, The Verge was saying on this article was that sixty-one percent of Apple Music's subscribers have turned off auto renew. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So this is from the free. Yeah. This is from the so free right. subscribers. From the free, yeah, from the free month. This the, the free three months. Um, they're showing eleven percent usage. Wow. What Brian and I were saying whenever we saw this article was that was the first thing I did was I signed mm-hmm, up for Apple mm-hmm. Music and then I immediately turned off auto renew. I did that before I, I even listened to a song and yeah. I immediately turned it off because yep. it's it's three months of free music. There's no reason to not have it if you have an iPhone. Like Josh, you should just go turn it on. Why not? And just turn off. And just turn off auto renew. Yep. There's, there's literally nothing like, like there's no downside for you. You get three months of music for free. Oh, okay. Cool. Just do it. Maybe I'll give it a shot. Maybe yeah. I'll be a convert. Oh. Maybe I'll come back and be like, Apple Music is the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> You'll do that for the first month. Man. 
Yeah. I, I loved it. I found so many U2 songs <laughs> that oh, I never heard before. That you get a lot of curated U2 yep, playlists. Yep, a lot, a lot of U2 playlists. Just U2. That was it. <laughs> nothing nothing else. That's all, that's all I want to listen to, guys. Come on. Um, so cool. So um, why would you stick with Apple Music over a Spotify? Would there be any reason a to? Loyalist. Just loyalist? Yeah. So, it comes on your phone, right? If you have an iPhone and you are not like super tech savvy, you don't know a lot about other music services, it's there. Yeah. So you don't have to set up anything installed. different. I mean, you already probably have an iTunes account. You just turn it on. If you're using that and ecosystem already. Right. Yeah. And also, it'll go across all of your apps too, right? And if you have a family, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it'll go across all of your devices. So if you have like an iPad and an iPhone, I mean, it kind of makes sense if you're if you're really deep in the Apple ecosystem. iPods. Well, you can't really use I, the new Apple iPod music. Touch, can't you? No, the new Touch maybe. I think you can on the new Touch because they, I think that's what the they updated or anything. Oh no, no, are not they the getting nanos. rid of the iPods? Uh, they are tucked away on Apple's yeah. website under oh. the music section. All the way at the bottom, it's like, oh yeah, iPods. You they, can buy them here. They just came out with the new Touch a month ago. Yeah, really. It's, it's the same size as an iPhone five. It's a four inch. I think it uses the A eight. I think I think they updated it because they were about to release new devices that probably have an A9 in it or something, mm-hmm. right? So they're probably getting rid of their stockpile of old A8 chips from last year or year before, whenever that came out. I'd be interested in in buying a a small music playing device that maybe would just have that. On you know, it, you know what music. you could do? You yeah. could go buy a Moto E for forty bucks. Mm-hmm. Forty bucks, which is a Motorola phone. Oh, and you yeah. could even, if and you just, wanted to, put a SIM card in it. And just not put service on it? Well, okay. Yeah, you could put a SIM card in it if you really wanted to pay for service. But if you just wanted a cheap music playing device, yep. I mean, there you go. Okay. Well, that's why you guys are on the podcast. Yeah. You know this <laughs> awesome stuff. Um, yeah. So, yeah, listeners, don't buy iPods. Buy Moto E's. Sure. Why where, not? where can you find Moto E's? Best Buy. There yeah. you go. There you go. go they, to Best they, buy. Were, they were recently $40 at Best Buy. And it's a phone. And so it, do, it does all the Android things. I mean, it's a slower Android phone. It's not mm-hmm. very high end, clearly, for $40. But it'll but play music and yeah, do what you need it to go do. Go in the Google Play Store, download a music app, and put some music on there. Or stream. Or whatever. use the built-in music app. Sure, or that. Whatever you, whatever you want to do. Oh, so another another positive about Apple Music is <laughs> it does it does use it does use very little data, I found. Okay. So if you're if you really closely pay attention to that, eh, okay, whatever. Cool. I, and I don't know that I would go to another streaming service either. I think this is kind of this was my first foray into like a quote unquote paid streaming service. Yeah. And I don't I don't know that it's for me yet, but we'll see. Yeah, I I don't plan on paying for streaming service until they release some sort of feature that makes me want to pay for it. I mean, right now I can listen to Pandora, have a couple ads and listen to as much music see, as I want. See, I personally like to listen to albums. Oh, start yeah. to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I I see albums as one complete work. Yeah. <clears throat> so I like to listen to albums, you know, front to back. Mm-hmm. Um, so a streaming service works great for me. Um, I'm not sold on Apple Music. I've been using, I've used all of them at this point. Um, started out with Spotify and hated it. Went to RDO, used that for a long time. Went to Google Play Music, and that's actually probably where I'm going to go after my Apple Music trial ends. Back to Google. Have you used Groove? Back to Google. Uh, Slash Xbox Music. Or or like Rhapsody. 
Zune. Doesn't Rhapsody have like the most, the biggest it catalog? Does. Wasn't That's it like so weird. Zune Music, wasn't it? Oh. <laughs> Zune, uh, yeah, yeah, now Xbox Music and now Groove, which <laughs> that's so weird that Microsoft picked the name Groove because that, that was a, an older Microsoft service. I don't even remember what that was, but it was like a Microsoft software product Man, at if, some point. If and only now Will was here, he would know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the, the only reason to go for the Microsoft one is because you can get like a year for like uh, – like a hundred bucks or something. I know pr- they, they they sell them in like these bulk in these like bulk subscriptions for less than. And you could probably like go to Bing Rewards and find some yeah. rewards that you could probably yeah. right. I wish I would I would do that. Dang, All right. <laughs> I love Bing Rewards. <laughs> All right, so um, let's move on to the topic, which is I think a pretty good one, and this was Phil's idea um, to talk about initially. Um, you know, regular text messaging versus proprietary messaging apps. And and we've kind of expanded it to talk about the evolution of digital communication and, and how you started to talk to people over the internet, you know, when we when we started and, and what the future is gonna hold. And so um, I'll just go ahead and start and, and say that, you know, I just started texting a long time ago. That's how I started on the phone. Really? That yep. was that was your first kind of digital communication was texting? No, no, no. Actually, uh, okay. my first first digital communication uh, over uh, the computer would have been a um, not an email. Even um, I would say a Command and Conquer chat room from the old game Command and Conquer, the original. Me and a buddy connected over a network nice. when I was in middle school. And chatted and played a game, and that was my first digital communication. Mine was very similar to that, but except it wasn't over the internet; it was over the LAN. Oh, nice! <laughs> I, yeah, I had like two computers next to each, next to each other, and I forgot which game it was. It so might have been. Did you talk to yourself? No, I was. I was. A, I was uh, a friend. I had. I, had uh, I was just, I'm just curious. You said you had two computers yeah. next to each other. <laughs> Wait, no, I had, so I had two computers <laughs> next to each other, and I think it might have been Doom. Could you talk to each other if you were playing a land Doom? I don't remember if it was that mm-hmm. game or not, but we were mm-hmm. we were both playing a game next to each other in like co-op, co-op mode, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's that was, so, was super cool. But you were right next to each right, other. Right, right. But that's before like it was before like we would you know all go on a one messenger or whatever and and start yeah. talking to people. So that the concept of being able to send messages on like over a network was was still new but it was where it was right right but now <laughs> i see what you're saying and yes that's it would be ridiculous to actually sit there and like talk to each other with typing if you're in the same room but we we still like we play with it you know it's like right. oh hey this is cool this is a new yeah. thing well this was so it was so funny is is this particular instance um my friend was at his house i was at my house and we were we were playing back and forth and he you know sent me a chat and we chatted back and forth, and it was just so natural for me. It wasn't even weird that, oh, man, this this person is communicating with me real time over this game, you know? Maybe it's because I was in middle school and I just took everything. It was, like, awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. Um, I remember IRC and IRQ. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and some those – are, those are probably the two that I used initially as – you know, real-time messaging apps. Mm-hmm. Um, SMS was one of those things that I used for a very short amount of time. Uh, even on my old phones, I mean, T9, I mean, that sucked. Yeah, <laughs> that was terrible. Nobody wants to do that forever. Yeah. You know? um, so, you know, IRC, RQ, you know, evolved into, for me, AIM, um, and kind of from there to Google Talk even. Mm-hmm. And 
than the Hangouts now. And I mean, people don't even really know that they're using messaging apps anymore. Um, SMS has kind of evolved into either <clears throat> either Hangouts or iMessage. Or Skype. Um, or no, nobody uses Skype. People use Skype. Well, or not, Skype. not for typing. That's more for video now, right? I know people that use Skype. I think Skype took over AIM in my for like the the group of people that I I know. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. For the people that still actually like use the computer to talk to each other, yeah. it's to, either Skype or Facebook. To clarify though, like Skype didn't buy AIM. AIM is still a thing you can get. Yeah, yeah, that's is. what I mean. Yeah. Okay. I think my people dad still uses Skype. AIM. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder really? What, yeah, I didn't know anybody still used it, but apparently my dad still uses it. I but. know somebody here that uses AIM. I, I brought up AIM as a joke, and I was like, "Remember we used to use AIM like ten years ago? Ha ha." We're so old now, and he's like, I, I still use AIM. And I was like, what? <laughs> nice. I, I really, I really miss AIM. I had a lot of, uh, a lot of. I, I mean, I miss, I miss it as like a nostalgic kind of thing. Yeah. Because it was so much fun to like to get online. Like, here's all the people that are available to talk. Right. And, and now, like, you text somebody, and like, you might wait three hours and to get an okay LOL back from them. And it's, yeah. it's, I don't feel like it's as personal. Well, I think they weren't available. They're not available, right? Right. You so. gotta, you gotta be available well, on AIM. I think those. I think like that particular experience has changed to Snapchat. You know, Snapchat is now the cool place for the young kids. Oh man, I hate, I hate the way mm. I sound. Fifteen um, miles in the snow, yeah. uphill both ways. Yep. Young kids these days, they uh, get no. off my lawn. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Snapchat is the new way for for people to communicate um, in that sort of. Um, a aim type chat fashion, just back and forth, kind of wasting time, you know. So, so aim also fulfilled something for us that that would be like kind of like a the beginning of maybe social media because we had like profiles that you can like click That's on somebody yeah, and you could totally. see like a, some stuff about them yeah. and a link to their MySpace and they had like they had the little icon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They would always put song lyrics and stuff there, but and there was like a picture that you can put there and I guess that was that's you know your profile yeah. picture yeah. and and I mean we didn't have Facebook at the time so AIM was and that's how we got all that information was through AOL yeah. and Messenger and I just want to bring up. Um, like old school forum groups. Uh, I used to be all over you know, some BBS boards. Forums, <laughs> forums, just in general, just there were forums for everything. Um, you can still find a lot of forums today. There still are forums for everything. But but I think a lot of that community has moved on to Facebook and and um, platforms that people don't have to host or pay for. Um, That's a fair point. You know, it's easier. It's easier to make smaller groups on Facebook. Yes, because yes. if you go to a forum that has like a, one new post every two days, you're not going to stay there. But on exactly. Facebook, you're on Facebook anyway. Yep. So, so if there's an update, you'll see it and you can reply if you want. It yep. doesn't matter that it's small. Yeah, but like there's still a lot. Like basically every model of car in existence, there is a car forum. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, forums are so pretty popular. I did a lot of stuff on forums. I did a lot of stuff on IRC, like Brian, and mm -hmm. I, I kind of I, I met a lot of people on IRC that like that like I later on like met in real life. Yeah, and I, I feel like that kind of thing hasn't happened in a long time. Like, there's nobody you don't like meet people over text messages. That doesn't I mean unless you yeah. like, accidentally text somebody, yeah. and that would be really weird. Yeah. Hey, you want to meet up later? Yeah. Guy that accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I, no. well, I mean, isn't that kind of what has evolved into say like tinder or tinder, things man. like that i mean yep. those are people you don't know and you meet them mm -hmm. online and you chat with them for a little while and you either meet mm -hmm. up or you don't yeah yeah you know the experience have just kind of evolved you know 
Um, it, it's kind of evolved to fit certain needs. Yeah. You know? um, so like even otherwise, the only other time I could really think of, you know, people meeting other people is through gaming, you know, so same thing. Yeah. So, so people will be, you know, in the same guilds or whatever. So in a game. I actually have a story about that. Oh. I um. Uh oh. Yeah. <clears throat> I met my wife through an MMO. Really? What? Yes. What what yes. MMO? Uh Lineage 2. Okay. It's it's a obscure Korean I'm going to look this up. I've yeah. never heard of this game, <laughs> it's, so It's a it's a, it's an obscure Korean uh MMO and it was extremely hard and the game really sucked. But But you met your wife there. <laughs> I so. did. I did. So yeah. Bonus points. Bonus points, exactly. Yeah. Um so yeah, so we actually met through Dude, These graphics are awesome. Uh, aren't they? They're yeah. great, yeah. Dude, back in the day, they were awesome. But anyway. It looks like old school um, World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah. It was actually before WoW. Um, oh, wow. It was released before WoW. And um, and it's an open kind of sandbox, and you just sort of kill monsters and talk to people. It was really like a, uh, like a virtual chat room mm-hmm. with avatars and stuff. That's really what it was. And so... Um, I met her in that game, and and we continued to game, and we met uh, a good amount of friends that we were still in touch with, um, that we've met through various MMOs, you know, hmm. um, and it is an interesting, unique way to communicate that I don't think has been fully explored yet. I could I, I could agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I actually met a lot of real life friends in an old Korean MMO named Ragnarok Online. There you go, man. Isn't that weird? Like, (laughs) I I, I used to live in Houma, Louisiana, Uh and it was the year before I was moving to Baton Rouge to go to college at LSU, Mm -hmm. and I I I was in a guild with some people, and they started talking about, like, what time it was where they were, and I was like, oh, cool, you're in Central Time, too, and like, yeah. They're like, yeah. Uh, live in uh, Denham Springs, and I'm like Denham Springs. That sounds familiar. And they're like, yeah, it's right next to Baton Rouge. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. So like, I went to college. Like, I met them like when I came when I came to college. Yeah. And it was it was just crazy. And and like, I was friends with those people in real life, and still am. Yeah. That it's, is awesome. Yeah. And actually, also on something else you said, I met my wife on Facebook there through a mutual friend. So. These digital hmm. communications it, it's the changing new, everything. It is the new way to socialize, though. Let's, <laughs> you know, let's just. Brian's be, like, you guys are weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. So I used to play WoW back in the day, right? And mm-hmm. and actually, uh, I went on a trip to uh, to New York with my family and ended up meeting up. Me and a friend of mine who were in the same guild with mm-hmm. all these people ended up meeting up with like five or six of the guys that lived up there, and they, you know, took us out on a night in the town and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't know. So many cool internet stories like that actually i have another friend that that met her long-term boyfriend now mm-hmm. on wow and she like moved up to live with him i haven't seen her in a long time but <laughs> but, <laughs> but i mean uh, the point the point is it's another weird real fast <laughs> but i mean yeah i mean it's still it's these Come to relationships think of it, i haven't heard from her in a long time <laughs> i mean i see her stuff yeah, yeah. on facebook totally i haven't like actually talked to her you know yeah but yeah. But you do see her stuff on Facebook, which yeah. means you're still technically communicating. She's alive, via, still connected. Yeah, you're still you're still connected yeah. through social and yeah. it's platforms like um they're not active communication, they're like passive communication, you know? People just sort of put stuff out mm-hmm. there. Um like Instagram, it, you know, anybody can follow you and see that. Twitter, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um it's an interesting and new way to communicate. You know what's an interesting new way to communicate that I don't think is ever going to go anywhere? 
these freaking touches and taps and heart, yes. heartbeat yeah, sending on the Apple Watch. So, so you guys it's such had, a gimmick. You guys had a new heartbeat sent to you. Oh recently. God! You guys are going to be hearing about it this was, next week. It, yeah. Will's back. We should warn. We should warn the listeners. Yes. He, yeah. You might just want to like tune out. Like whenever you hear Will's voice, thanks. We just kind of like tune it out until he stops talking about the Apple Watch that he just got. Because he's going to be he sent raving about you, it. He sent both of you a heartbeat. And it was really like like hearing the heartbeat of your child for the first time. Mm. That... When Will sent me his heartbeat, <laughs> his heart was beating really fast. And it was because he was touching that Apple Watch. Yeah, wow. He was super excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Yeah. So, yeah. so fantastic, uh, fantastic discussion. Any final thoughts you guys want to bring up about Digital communication. You know, I didn't start texting for a long time because I didn't want to pay for text messages. You know, that's a good I'm point. I'm cheap about yeah, that kind of stuff. That's I totally. Hate, I hate paying for stuff that's like a like a subscription that like you don't actually like get anything physical. Out I of remember it. like I remember really thinking about whether I should text or call because you mm-hmm. only had. It used to be like what twenty five cents or it's twenty five cents for multimedia message. Right. right? Or, it was like I think it was ten cents on AT and T for a while. Or and that's what had, I thought. Or you had only so many for your plan. Like mm-hmm. it was five hundred for the family. You know. I actually had that up until a few years ago. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so nice. I remember every time my nephew, who is like a year younger than me, would send me a text message. I think. Crap! They just cost me a dime. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm, I mean, I was in college at the time. Like my first semester, I didn't have a job, and you know, but still, I mean, it might not seem like a lot, but it adds up yeah, if you totally. talk to somebody a lot and have a conversation. So that's not something that I wanted to get into. But I mean, up until a few years ago, what did I have? I I had like a so when I when I got the iPhone in 2009, I think I had a plan that had like 200 text messages or something like that, and that's all I had, and that's what I used. Wow. When I got the iMessage, and whenever I got iPhone, um, I think I had a different plan that was still only like 500 messages or something. Like I just didn't use texting that much. And mm-hmm. when iMessage came out, I was like, okay, I'll use this, and I eventually got unlimited messaging. But wow, I mean, I don't think I even message anyone that's not on iMessage these days. So it's very rare. Final yeah. question: Would would either of you guys pay for any sort of messaging, digital messaging app, and? And what are your thoughts on kind of the future of of digital communication? You know, we've got Snapchat that's out there that's a not really a social – I mean, it's a social platform, but it's really more of a chat program, you know, where you can send your, your photos and your thoughts instantly to somebody else. Um, there's really no filter on it because you feel like it will be deleted. Um, so you get a lot of this raw stuff. Um, what do you guys think is next, and would you be willing to pay for it? Hmm. I uh, probably not paying paying for um, it. No. Yeah. I'm. See. I'm. <laughs> like I said, I'm cheap. Yeah. I don't want to pay cheap. for that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cheap when it comes to to digital communication. Well, I mean, I'll pay for things if it's gonna save me money in the long run. Right. Like, like, net, like Netflix. Well, Netflix or even Apple Music or any of the music scre- uh, streaming services, because if, you know, if I buy one CD a month, it's gonna pay for itself. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I could listen to thirty different things. Um, but you know, for there's so many other platforms out there. Hangouts, Skype. There you go. Give you a shout out. Give um, me a shout out. I don't know if yeah, you this. I don't own Skype. You, <laughs> I wish I owned Skype, well, but I don't own Skype. The only person I know with a Windows phone, though. So. Oh yeah, I don't. Know um, how, I don't even know if I have Skype on there. <laughs> it's probably built into Windows. Anyway, 10. you know, Hangouts. Uh, you know, FaceTime. 
uh, hang, uh, iMessage, mm-hmm. all these different platforms that already exist and don't cost anything, I, I'd be hard-pressed to spend money on something new. What when, about BlackBerry Messenger? I mean, that is also a You have a, to a give a shout-out to BlackBerry Messenger. It's, it, you know, it's R.I.P. A, they're trying to revive it, though. You know, they yeah. Yeah. aren't yeah. doing very well, but they're trying. Yeah. That's mm. not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, as far as the future of messaging goes... I don't know something about Snapchat. Like it just never caught on with me. It's probably mm-hmm. because I'm old. But yeah. I, I tried. I did yeah. it. I used to. I Snapchatted with some friends, and it went on like pretty regularly every for like a couple weeks. And after that, it's just kind of like if I want to send you a message, I just send you a message. I don't feel like taking a picture to send a message to you. Yeah, that was yeah. It's like here's a picture of my face with the word LOL on top of it. <laughs> I, I don't. I, it, it just didn't seem to make a lot of sense. I mean, if I want to tell somebody something, I'll just go on Facebook Messenger and be like, yeah. hey, what's up? Or I'll text them. Or Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Well, go ahead and close out the show. Um, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher. We're, we're, we're actually on both platforms. Yeah. Um, you can review us on iTunes. Um, we love positive reviews, not negative reviews. So if you give us a positive review, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that too is that is that bad? Is it? That's no? good, Josh. Okay, good. That's good. Great. That's what we want. Um, you can leave comments on our blog at uh, takethenextturn.com, blog.venue.com, and you can also check us out at www.venue.com, and uh, we'll see everybody next week. Mm-hmm.